is a mermaid or merman in Irish folklore. The term is anglicised from the Irish word maruk. The Merrows supposedly require a magical cap and Coquilin Driachta in order to travel between deep water and dry land. The term appears in two tales set in Ireland published in the 19th century, Lady of Galarus, where a green-haired Merrow weds a local Kerryman who deprives her of her magical red cap, and the Soul Cages, where a green-bodied, grotesque male Merrow entertains a fisherman at his home under the sea. These tales with commentary were first published in T.C. Croker's Fairy Legends. William Butler Yeats and others writing on the subject borrowed heavily from this work. The Soul Cages turned out not to be a genuine folktale, but rather a piece of fiction fabricated by Thomas Kitely. A number of other terms in Irish are used to denote a mermaid or sea nymph, some tracing back to mythological tracts from the medieval to post-medieval period. The Middle Irish Murdochon is a siren-like creature encountered by legendary ancestors of the Irish, either Goidels or Milesians, according to the Book of Invasions. Thomas Crofton Croker's second volume to the Fairy Legends in 1828 laid the groundwork for the folkloric treatment of the Merrow. It was immediately translated into German by the Brothers Grimm. Croker's material on the Merrow was to large measure rehashed by such authors on the fairy kind as Thomas Kitely, John O'Hanlon and the poet William Butler Yeats. A general sketch of the Merrow has been pieced together by such 19th century authors. The Merrow Maiden is like the commonly stereotypical mermaid, half human, a gorgeous woman from the waist up and fish-like waist down, her lower extremity covered with greenish tinted scales. She has green hair which she fondly grooms with her comb. She exhibits slight webbing between her fingers, a white and delicate film resembling the skin between the egg and shell. Said to be of modest, affectionate, gentle and benevolent disposition, the Merrow is believed to be capable of attachment to human beings, with reports of intermarriage. One such mixed marriage took place in Bantry, producing descendants marked by scaly skin and membrane between fingers and toes. But after some years in succession, they will almost inevitably return to the sea, their natural instincts irresistibly overcoming any love bond they may have formed with their terrestrial family. And to prevent her acting on impulse, her cochlindriacta, or little magic cap, must be kept well concealed from his sea wife. O'Hanlon mentioned that a marrow may leave her outer skin behind in order to transform into other beings more magical and beauteous. But in Croker's book, this characteristic isn't ascribed to the marrow, but to the merwife of Shetlandic and Faroese lore, said to shed their seal skins to shapeshift between human form and a seal's guise. Another researcher noted that the Irish Merrow's device was her cap covering her entire body, as opposed to the Scottish Maid of the Wave, who had her salmon skin. Yeats claimed that Merrows come ashore transformed into little hornless cows. One stymied investigator conjectured this claim to be an extrapolation on Kennedy's statement that sea cows are attracted to pasture on the meadowland wherever the Merrow resided. Merrow maidens have also been known to lure men beneath the waves, where afterwards the men live in an enchanted state. While female marrows were considered to be very beautiful, the mermen were thought to be very ugly. This fact potentially accounted for the marrow's desire to seek out men on the land. Marrow music is known to be heard coming from the farthest depths of the ocean, yet the sound travels floatingly across the surface. Marrows dance to the music, whether ashore, on the strand, or upon the wave. 
While most stories about Merrow are about female creatures, a tale about an Irish merman does exist in the form of the Soul Cages, published in Croker's anthology. In it, a merman captured the souls of drowned sailors and locked them in cages, or lobster pot-like objects, under the sea. This tale turned out to be an invented piece of fiction, an adaptation of a German folktale, although Thomas Keitley, who acknowledged the fabrication, claimed that by sheer coincidence, similar folktales were indeed to be found circulated in areas of Cork and Wicklow. The male marrow in the story, called Kumara, meaning sea hound, has green hair and teeth, pig-like eyes, a red nose, grows a tail between his scaly legs, and has stubby, fin-like arms. Commentators, starting with Croker and echoed by O'Hanlon and Yeats after him, stated categorically that this description fitted male marrows in general, and ugliness ran generally across the entire male populace of its kind, the red nose possibly attributable to their love of brandy. It did not escape the notice of 19th century folklorists that attestations of Murdochon occur in Irish medieval and post-medieval literature, although they have been somewhat imprecise in specifying their textual sources. Croker's remark that the Romantic historians of Ireland depicted Shora playing in the ships of the Milesians actually leads to the Book of Invasions, which recounts siren-like Murdochon encountered by legendary ancestors of the Irish people while migrating across the Caspian Sea. O'Hanlon's disclosure of an old tract contained in the Book of Lecan about the King of the Fomorians encountering them in the Ictian Sea is a tale from the Dinchenkis. The Annals of the Four Masters in the 17th century, an amalgamation of earlier annals, has an entry for the year 887 that reports that a mermaid was cast ashore on the coast of Scotland. She was 190 feet in length and had hair 18 feet long. Her fingers were 7 feet long as was her nose, while she was white as a swan. The Four Masters also records an entry under the year 558 for the capture of Lee Bawn as a mermaid. The same event is recorded in the Annals of Ulster for the year 571. The medieval Book of Invasions relates how a band of Goidels on a migratory voyage were stalled on the Caspian Sea by Murdochon who lulled them into a sleep with their songs. Wax earplugs for the shipmates prescribed by a druid proved to be an effective prophylactic. Even though the druid is present in either case, different sets of voyagers, generationally shifted from each other, are engaged in actions with the sirens, depending on the variant text groups. In the first redaction of the Book of Invasions, the Goidels settled in Scythia, embarking on an exodus, led by men such as Lawfind, were the ones upon which the sirens wreaked havoc, while in the second and third redactions, their progeny, the Milesians, led by Mila Spawn, met the same fate. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.